in a world that tells us that if you're not happy, you can just change your job and your relationship, start a new one, have a baby, get a puppy or five. We are constantly facing change in the pursuit of happiness. And yet, deep down, we resist this so much because nobody teaches us how to navigate transitions. Well, I'm here to change that. Join me and my guests every week to find the inspiration and actionable steps to dive into your next great chapter. Let's write it together. Hello, everybody. This week, I'm bringing you the beautiful Melara Gold, who is the author of the best-selling book, A Life Worth Living. It's her journey of self-discovery through mindfulness, yoga, and living in awareness. And today, she's going to talk to us about all the beautiful chapters of her life, all the ups and downs and the lessons that she learned. So welcome, Melara, and can't wait to hear your story. Ah, thank you, Olga. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I love your podcast. I've been listening to it and I just feel like you're a really good interviewer and you're from the heart. You're my kind of girl. Oh, thank you so <laughs> much. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. We were just talking that right now we are in North, in North California, but you didn't start there. There's been a whole run around the globe. Yeah, I, I, you know, I started in Australia and I was born there uh, 1975. And um, so a little while ago now, and um, I traveled over here when I was 17. And I really just wanted so much out of my life. Like I felt like I wanted the stars. I literally wanted the stars. I went straight to Hollywood and uh, tried my uh, shot at being an actress there. And and I got a few bit parts here and there. And, um, but mostly I really got a lot of lessons. Um, <laughs> it, it didn't always work out for me, um, but it was because I feel like the divine was, was really pulling me towards a deeper understanding of myself. Um, so yoga kept showing up in my life when I was about 17, 18, 19, um, it was creeping in because I had this uh, back injury. Um, I was going to Lee Strasberg Theater Institute. It's this beautiful, respected, well-known um, acting school. So I didn't go to college. I went straight to acting school. And I hurt my back really bad um, in a dance class. But I woke up the next day with it. It wasn't after the dance class. So um, it would have been an, an accumulative thing that happened over my years. Now, I had a bit of a disruptive childhood. Um, my dad was in and out. He really wasn't a present father, um, but he was so young. He was only like 20 years old when I was born. And same with my mother. She was very young and they were both um, abused as children. So you know, they're still trying to bring up themselves, let alone me. So it was really, um, uh, it wasn't the easiest childhood because I felt like my parents weren't very present. Um, but, you know, I was very observant and I really just looked at the brighter things out of life. And I had my grandparents there and my parents did do the best that they could. Um, and, you know, I just felt like, okay, I've had enough of that. And so at 17 years old, I go to Hollywood. 
by myself and just try to make it there. Of course, I'm waiting on tables and, um, and then my back gives way, right? So I've got five bulging discs from L1 through five. My back gives way. What am I going to do? I have no backup. I have no family to ask for any assistance or any money or anything like that. So I really had to go at it um, uh, strong and I had to really pick myself up and move into a modality that I could heal myself with. And for some reason, it was yoga. Like I took five classes of yoga before I really thought, oh, this is actually for me. Um, first, I took it and I thought, oh, this is so boring and so slow. But then it was like, wow, my body is starting to heal. I'm starting to feel like that good pain that happens when you heal yourself, when you take care of yourself. And it was just like a meditation for me. It was like a past life experience in the now. It was like, oh, I've done this before and this is right for me. And so acting started to go out of the picture a little bit because I was getting so much rejection. It wasn't actually the right path for me at that moment. And yoga just opened up where I um, took teacher's training, um, where I, you know, at 22 years old, I'm like, you know, teaching a full schedule. Um, 24 years old, I'm like teaching to um, like going all over the United States um, with Alanis Morissette, <laughs> teaching her yoga. And it was just like, I was this young thing that really took to yoga or yoga took to me. And it was just such a part of me. And I, I didn't know myself yet. And I, and I did think even back then, how did my parents even do this? Here I am, 24 years old, just starting to get to know who I am. And I can barely take care of myself. So I had, was starting to have a lot of compassion even then for them. And, um, and then we fast forward, you know, I get um, married and divorced twice um, before I was 26, right? As you do, um, as it happens. And um, eventually I find my dream partner and, um, and he had been married before as well. So we really just, when we got together, we appreciated the love and the care and the understanding that perhaps we'd never had before. And, and then we had our children right away. I have two children. I have Leela, who's 14. I have Charlie, who is 12, almost 13. And um, they're great kids. They keep me on my toes. And, um, and we moved back to Australia when they were little, five and seven. So that's a big turning point as well. So we go back, the American husband gets the Australian job. And we lived there for 18 months. And that's where my book really takes shape. And I'm holding it here as well. <laughs> so it really takes shape there because I meet someone who it really, really helps me to see the jewels that are inside of me through his presence. He was and is a yoga teacher, um, raised as a Buddhist. And that's why this book is just filled with lots of wisdom teachings because I got to really learn about who I was or who I am. I finally got the most, you know, beautiful husband, beautiful relationship um, at, you know, 30 years old. And then I had these two beautiful kids, five and seven, but something was missing. 
And that's why the, the book takes shape because I manifest this incredible life of us leaving here. This is still that same home that we came back to after those two years. That's the story. Don't worry, it's all in the book. Um, and, <laughs> and, you know, and then we land back on our feet um, coming back here. And I'm just so grateful for the journey. And I'm also proud of myself. Like, I want to say that I feel like it's important that, you know, that we see the accomplishments that we go through in life, particularly as women, because, you know, we're really, for better words, we're badass. And it's like, <laughs> we have to see all the things that we juggle. Men are incredible too. And if not for them, you know, the puzzle wouldn't be complete. I do love the masculine and the feminine energy, whatever the gender is. But um, it's about coming together. It's about, you know, looking at the gifts that each of us have and then, you know, growing from there and merging and making our lives beautiful. And I think that that's why this book is called A Life Worth Living. I love the, love, well, all the stages, uh, which by the way, I meant to tell in the, in yeah. the opening, in the table of contents of your book. It's, it already drew me in because I was like, okay, let's see what these four parts are. And the names that you gave each part of the book are so good. And it's kind of what you were describing, the early mud years. The part two is entering the practice, which is how you say yoga, just transform you. Then the part three, the deepening. And then part four, the waking up, which I feel that's, I mean, in the short span of your life, you've already completed a life cycle. So what comes from part four? Five, what's what is happening once you get to the wake up part what comes next well that's so um it's so um ironic that you ask that right now because it's funny I had a dream last night and my dreams are in color they're very vivid and I have that part of me that is very intuitive that I mean a lot of us do but I I went deep with this dream and it was with my grandpa And we're driving along. We had dropped my grandmother off. We usually do. I mean, they're passed away now. But in my dream, we dropped her off. And then we get in the car. And he looks at me and he said, Malara, I'm really proud of you. You've done a lot. And you've, you know, had so many different adventures. And you're still in America. What, what, how do you feel about that? <clears throat> and I said to him, I said, you know, it hasn't always been perfect but the lessons have, the lessons have. Yeah, so I feel like that's where I'm at now. I'm just kind of opening up to a new day of appreciation of, um, you know, if my life were to go in the next couple of hours, I've done so much, but I have so much more now. Like I want to watch my kids grow. I want to watch our community grow, our, co our conscious community move into a state of, of pure peace and heart-centered practice. I, I really hope for that. And I'm in a state of service now. This act five is a state of where can I, you know, serve best my community? Because I have done a lot and I have, and I am very fortunate. I am privileged Yes, I worked for it. Um, and I also got given so much. And so it's time to give back. That's act five. 
I love the part about service and you've also been mentioning presence and all the wisdom lessons. And when I went through your table of contents, I felt like she just described my life. But what I also saw, my interpretation was like, this is a cycle that repeats. So I felt like I went through that and then 2020 hit. And I thought that I was already in my wake up stage and everything is going to be just enlightenment. And then it was really, really, really hard. And as we were talking before, I ended up leaving the island that's been my motherland for the last 18 years. Mm -hmm. And I had to go again through a, a season of just wallowing in the mud and a season of having to reconnect with my practices. And my whole journey also brings in plant medicine and then the deepening of the lessons, the, the lessons that I thought that I already had then I had to put them even more into practice. So now I'm with a different awakening. And to me, I think that that's for us to remember that we may think that we completed a cycle and we're like, okay, we reached the peak. But then I think that we get to walk that river again, just with a different awareness. And that's what makes it completely brand new. And if you are now to be faced with the adversities that you were faced in your past, do you think that you will have a much more broad array of tools to handle it it wouldn't be the same it wouldn't drag you down as deep would it yeah I'm glad you asked that no um it could, it could like I, I don't have a crystal ball but I have learned so much and I do you know feel that we are at a different moment in time um 2020 threw me as well no joke um, I had to stop all my yoga meditation classes and put everything up online, but also even, you know, bring that down to just one or two classes because I wanted to be present. I had one kid in the living room and I had the other one in the dining room. And yeah, yeah. So you understand. Um, so, yeah. So I just, I feel like, um, and I, and my husband is also part of that great resignation you know, of not wanting to move into that um, toxic work environment and to, you know, really, really wants to be very um, discerning on what would be a good environment, not just for the home, but also for the work, because the work does come home sometimes. So we do want to be happy. We do want to be joyful. We do want to have that peace within our heart. So while I do have these lessons up my sleeve and I have, you know, moved through a lot of mud, um, you know, I'm still in, you know, mud even now, you know, so, um, but I don't react to it the same as I used to. I, I do know that, that the world is a safe place. I didn't know that when I was growing up. I really didn't know that when I was growing up. The world seemed very fearful to me. And I tried to commit suicide when I was 18. So, and I was in a psychiatric ward for four days. So I thought that the world was not safe and that, that my life was not worth living. And so I think also when you've gone to that kind of a depth of downness, you do have an appreciation for respecting the little things, the mundane, the flowers, the conversations with you, like have, what a blessing, like, you know, the water, the water falling out of the waterfall, things like that. We just have to really um, get real, get humble, and just see all the goodness we have. When I was little, I didn't have electricity sometimes. You know, I, I grew up very, very humbly, and I can remember those times. And where we didn't have much money to spend on food, 
I don't have that today. And a lot of us do have food. So we just have to look at what we do have and accentuate that. Mm, definitely a practice of gratitude and also something that really helped me and it was in your I think you call it the invocation you don't call it a preface you call it an invocation right which is by your yeah by Chana and I don't know how do yeah. you say it? yeah Chana Desaniyaka he wrote this beautiful invocation and invocation simply means prayer Right. And it, I was just reading it and it was so interesting because he was mentioning the practice of the beginning of the ceremony and how he would put flowers on an altar, light a candle and place burning incense in a bowl, in a bowl of finely filtered ash and ring the temple gong. And I had just literally lit my candle, my incense, uh, play my drum in preparation for this conversation and for the day. So for me, a lot of what brings me that calm and that peace and that sense that the world is a safe place is to create those little ceremonies. So it's gratitude, it's ceremony, it's appreciating. Like I love the explanation that he was saying about the flowers representing permanence. And it's true because for me, there was a time when I hated having flowers in my house because I couldn't watch them die. And now there's a different appreciation of that's the beauty of life. They, and then I'll get new ones next week. And what he was saying about the sound and the vibration. So for me, it's, that's something that I didn't have at 18 either. I think that that's something why, that, that's one of the reasons why it's so easy for us to not appreciate what we have. We just haven't gotten the lessons, the wisdom. We haven't gone through the experience to reach that conclusion of, yes, this is worth living, <laughs> which yeah. I love the title of your book. I just love what you said. And I just love that we can teach our, our, our daughters, our sisters, our women around us through our own living of our lives about that. Like, you know, it's good to buy yourself flowers and, and to, you know, they will wilt, they will, they will pass. And the beauty of it is that we just go to Trader Joe's or to our garden and we get some more. <laughs> and, you know, and that's us too. I, um, right, right as my book is coming out, um, the universe has a, I'm not going to say a funny way, but like the universe has an interesting way to really just bring you back to your heart. Um, my beautiful uh, dog of only five years passed away within three weeks of me um, uh, birthing my book into the world. And my book was a six-year process and she was there with me throughout that whole time. And it's just unbelievable to, to know that, that, you know, we're only here for such a short time. So, you know, she's taught me so much, but to make the most of it, to, to really just, you know, we may get depressed. We may have those moments of not feeling connected um, and that that's okay too, to not beat ourselves up. And that, you know, do some, do one thing that brings you maybe back into yourself. Maybe it's, it's being with the sun or taking a big glass of water and energizing it with your love or doing what you do when you like lit the candle and get the gong. It's like, we just, we forget because we're human. We just forget that we have everything in us right now. And I think it also goes back to what you were saying at the beginning, we as women carry so much and we forget to take care of ourselves. So having these little moments of reconnecting and being compassionate as well and saying like, okay, I dropped the ball. I didn't take care of myself for this long, but today I am going to, I'm putting yourself first. I was talking to one of my clients yesterday 
And she she was saying how her needs are not important. It's a luxury to have needs. And I was saying, how would it feel to actually just say, I'm taking a day for myself. And I, I do that. For me, my Fridays are my Aloha Fridays. It's the day that I take off from work, family, everything. So then I can be present for my family fully over the weekend. And then the week can start and I can be fully present for my clients. But it takes a lot of, I don't know if the word is courage or, or again, a deep wisdom to understand that we need to do that. And yes, I will encourage the same for especially women who feel like, oh, I'll just keep working hard and I want to appreciate how, what I'm doing. Just take a moment, be proud of yeah. and and celebrate yourself for sure. Yeah. Oh, yes. I just love that you said that. It brings um, to mind uh, just yesterday, my daughter, um, or not just yesterday, but the night before yesterday. Oh, my tummy's hurting, she says. And I'm like, mm, I think maybe could I say that maybe you're stressed about the exams or things that are happening, you know, like, and she's like, yeah, I might have to take tomorrow off. My stomach is hurting. And so the next day she wakes up, she's like, oh, mom, I'm just not feeling well. And I say to her, um, sweetheart, can you please name that elephant in the room? You, you may be not feeling well, but do you think maybe you're trying to have an excuse for, for empowering yourself to have a day where you just need to rest, that you have been working hard and that it's okay if you want to rest? And she's all... <laughs> She like looked at me like, mm, well, okay. And I said, yeah, you, you know what, honey, please, dad and I are reasonable. We're going to, we're going to work with you, but don't, don't fake out your body. Don't make yourself sick because you think you need to be a certain way. I say, please, if you need to take a mental health day and you need to just rest and breathe and, and get ahead of your own self and be inside your heart don't get sick. Just tell us that. Tell us that so you can rest. You've been working so hard. And so she just felt like, you know, I think she just felt like more empowered. Like she could name it. She could put that, you know, thing in the middle of the room and be like, you know what? Yeah, I do need a day off. I, I do. I have been working hard. And I just, I hope that for our girls and our boys, I hope that for our next generation, that they, they rise up and they really understand that they are amazing and they have gifts to give us and that we older people don't always have the answers, that they can really be empowered to know that they know what's best for them. They can trust themselves. And that's what I hope for my daughter. So anyways, that happened yesterday. <laughs> oh my gosh that one is giving me goosebumps because I resonate with that one so much and just recently a friend of mine actually twisted her ankle has to have surgery and just days before she was telling me like I'm so overwhelmed we're supposed to go on this skin holiday I don't want to go but I don't want to be ungrateful so I don't want to say it and and she was just so stressed about the whole thing I remember telling her like what do you need just slow down and she was like I can't I can't I can't well guess what happened her knee went up now she's forced to slow down and it's, it's what you were just saying like let's honor ourselves before our bodies and spirit and the universe have to intervene and say you know what you do need this break so I think that it's incredibly beautiful as well that we have a generation us and I don't know about you I'm I'm 1976 so we're in the same <laughs> family yeah. but I now consider myself an elder <laughs> yeah <laughs> just because I too. also have children 
And I yeah. think that our generation has done so much healing work so we can be that elder presence that says, hey, you need a break, take it. I didn't have that. Our parents weren't allowed to do that. They were in extreme survival mode. It was like, you go, 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 you go to school, you go. It doesn't matter if you are broken, up, broken apart, you still have to show up. But now we can give this gift to the next generation. So I think that your, your ideal of, they're gonna be able to ask for a mental um, day break, it's, it's, it's gonna happen because we are, giving them permission so i'm just so excited that there are more women like you that have the a the knowledge the wisdom and b the courage and the dedication devotion and commitment to service to put it in writing i know that writing a book and you said it when i birthed it into the world i said the exact same words with my book it's a birth it's a labor of love it's people i don't think that and again when you were saying about i have to be proud of my accomplishments that one is still one that doesn't ring too true for me. I'm still trying to comprehend how incredibly hard it is to put a book out there. But I want to thank you for having done that, being so vulnerable, so honest. This book, it's a story of going through the mud and all the lessons. So I strongly recommend to everybody to buy A Life Worth Living. And um, I just have a couple more questions before we go and you let people know where they can buy the book. And it's where do you see your next great chapter? Oh, my goodness. Um, well, definitely service. I feel like that's where I'm at, you know, uh, uh, building a foundation and helping um, the community probably more local so I can have my hands on it, um, making sure people have food in their bellies. Um, and then with my yoga meditation work, taking more of my meditation up online and um, being more, even more present with myself and my family and the people that I love. Really working on that because there is no future if we're not present in the now. So just still just working on that. That is a daily practice for me and for my clients. I have a client coming up just now. We're just working on presence. Yes, so. love it. And where do you see the world's next great chapter? <laughs> Well, I feel like we're in a hard uh, moment right now. We are transitioning um, individually. Each one of us have gone through so much um, transitioning. And transition itself is movement. When you think of transiting, you're moving. Movement isn't always steady. It can throw us off balance. So we're off balance right now, I would have to say, in exclamation points. Um, the astrology has things going pretty like better in 2024. And I have hope for us because um, the age of Aquarius is, is here for us. It's going to be community. It's going to be love. I have hope for, uh, my, for our younger generation, our children, um, you know, with, with more conscious parenting. I have hope that they can be all they need to be and to be those great leaders that we hope for them and for us to keep leading and being that um that that peace that we want to see in the world i do have hope for us that humanity is not over not by any any stretch of the word yeah i love that i, I love the the message of hope even though yes we're going through like you said movement and people are out of balance. And I feel like a lot of us are tired. We are exhausted because all this change that was thrown at us and people usually resist change under the best 
circumstances. This was changing all levels. Like what we were saying, just having the children at home while you were trying to work and they were trying to study. It was just maddening, maddening. And yeah, it's absolutely crazy town. And just trying to just have food on the table. And yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. And now we're in another stage. Now, now they're transitioning. They don't have their masks on, but they're, um, they're healing too. But we, we're going to get there. That's where I, that's what I, I truly wholeheartedly feel that. And then the next person will take the baton and we'll keep the hope going. I yeah. truly feel that. Yeah. And I see more people like you standing up for service, which is something that once again, I never had in generations before. It was like, it was all very selfish, very like, it's all about me. The American dream was to raise yourself and your family. And I feel that now there is more people actually saying, no, I'll take care of myself, my family and others. And we can all do that together in community. So I agree. I'm putting it out there to the universe too, that this is where we're heading. (laughs) Yeah, no, I love it. Olga, and I just want to say service isn't for everybody. Like, I just want to quickly say that some folks really just are here in this lifetime to focus on themselves. And that that's okay too. We we can't burnt out people giving service is not where we're at either. Folks that have filled up their own cup, then perhaps you go out and do service because that's the that's the that's the going to be the change that we want to see in the world. People taking care of themselves first. Mm, and what you were saying before about people feeling safe in this world. Uh, like there's still a lot of people that don't feel safe. So they're still working on getting themselves to a place of being grounded, being present, not needing to escape this reality. So yeah, if, if that's so where, true. where you are, then you walk the little steps. Um, part of your book talks a lot about compassion. And I think that that's another trait that we all need to develop and just compassionate towards everybody's journey. But I'm just so happy that you st- you stepped up, you wrote your book, we got to talk and where can everybody find your beautiful face, your teachings, your yoga, your meditations? Where is the best place? Uh, they can just go to my website, malara.com. So that's M-E-L-L-A-R-A.com. And I'm also at Instagram, malara underscore gold. And I'm also at YouTube, same, malara underscore gold. And um, yeah, I'm here to serve it. And I'm just so grateful for the journey. And thank you so much for having me today. It's really a gift. I'm really grateful. Thank you so much for being here. I'll put all the information on the notes and also where to find Melara's book. And I really thank you for your presence and your gifts to the world. Thank you so much, Melara. Thank you. Namaste. Thank you. And for everybody else, I'll see you next week. Aloha. Hey, if you're passionate about helping others move to the next chapter and want to join one of the fastest growing industries, I would like to invite you to my upcoming training to become a certified holistic divorce coach. Just head over to olganadal.com and click on the Holistic Divorce Institute tab. I can't wait to meet you inside the program.